ML Nation, episode 56. A lot of our friends and family that don't get involved with our business, what, what we have to realize is, you know, those people, they may love us and they may, you know, care for us, but they're not paying our bills. They're not, they're not sending our kids to college. They're not doing all that. Our, it's our responsibility. There's no other way that, that people can create the lifestyle they want and be able to have the income they want and be able to own their time other than network marketing. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring a special guest today. Actually, yes, power couple Vicky and J.R. Burnett. Vicky and J.R., are you ready to make it happen? Yes. Absolutely. Vicky and J.R. were former teachers that got introduced to network marketing 15 years ago. Thanks to MLM, they were able to quit their jobs after one year and have never looked back. They've earned over $4.4 million in network marketing, and just in the last three years alone, the last three years, they've earned over $2.2 million. Most importantly, Lyft helped out thousands of distributors earn 3000 to 10000 a year, and almost 1,000 people earn 20000 to six figures a year. Thanks to network marketing, JR and Vicky have traveled around the world for free and also have two homes, one in Lubbock, Texas, and the other one in the mountains in New Mexico. Success for the Burnett's is a family thing. They have three sons and three daughters-in-law who are all six- and seven-finger income earners in the same company. JR and Vicky like to call it not network marketing, but Burnett Work Marketing. <laughs> so JR and Vicky, I love Burnett Work Marketing. I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Well, about... 16 years ago, I was getting burnout as an elementary special ed teacher, Simon, and it wasn't the kids, as I tell people, but it was all the other stuff that goes along with it. And I was just praying for something different. I really didn't want to go to work full time somewhere. And never in a million years did I think it would be something like this that could replace my income. But one of our sons came to us, Jared, and he uh, came to well. First of all, we got introduced, and my husband was not interested at first. He said, "No way, we don't. Um, we don't get involved with things like that. I'm a coach." And so, uh, Jared came to mom, and mom said yes. Uh, got on some products, went to a business meeting, and I said, "Okay, there's people that are doing this and being highly successful that really aren't too much sharper than we are." And so. Uh, we forced kind of Jr. to go to a meeting and he met some other people who were like us, teachers, coaches. And long story short, we got involved and we were very teachable. I always tell teachers and coaches that you are very good communicators usually. And so we didn't do everything right, but we did something uh, every day and we followed pretty much the system that was out there. And Long story short, quit our jobs and, you know, the rest is history. It's just been kind of amazing listening to you uh, tell our story. It just kind of is amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, JR, so I had a question for you. It's like, uh, Vicky was pretty open, but you said no way, you know, coaches and teachers don't do this stuff. And you went to that meeting. So what changed your mind? What, sh- what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened, Simon, was – I was reluctant to go, and Jared said, Dad, would you go so I don't have to go by myself? And so that got me. I, I went with him. And the reason I was reluctant, really, is what I had, you know, just perception. Uh, what I had seen in the past was people out trying to just sell products, you know, and push products on people. And, and I wasn't interested in doing that. But I went to that business meeting, and I found out that, that you know what, that wasn't all this was about. It was about working with other people, helping other people. It wasn't necessarily about going out and just selling bottles of, of whatever. And uh, I saw people like myself that was having incredible success. And I said, you know what, if they can do this, I can do it. And that's really what got me involved. So once you got started, Vicky, you mentioned you made some mistakes. 
what was the biggest challenges you had when you first started? Because obviously you had no experience, but you, had, you were good communicators for your teachers, but you had some mistakes and challenges. What were they? Well, you know, what comes to my mind at the very beginning was when we got introduced to network marketing, we were living in out in the country, and it happened to be in New Mexico. We have a farm also over in eastern New Mexico, and we were living seven miles from the nearest town of 25 people, and we were living 37 miles from a town of about 30,000. And JR and I worked 80 miles apart. He drove 40 miles one way to school. I drove 40 miles the direct opposite way to school. And our son was a, our youngest son was a senior at that time. And so, you know, we didn't really have a lot of people around us. And here's something else. None of my family besides um, our one son at that time, they're all involved now, but at that time, only one son out of all of my family and JR's family would get involved. But we didn't care. We knew they didn't pay our bills. You know, they didn't give to our church. It was up to us. And that was probably, I think, don't you, the biggest um, obstacle we had at that time. Yeah, location. But it was really kind of, you know, we had painted ourselves in in a box, too. We didn't really understand completely, you know, the industry and and understand how we could build it long distance. So in the beginning... We had really painted ourselves in a box that we live right here in this this area, and we don't know that many people. We knew people, but you know, the, most of the people we knew were long distance, and so we kind of painted ourselves in a box. Once we decided and learned that we could attack this long distance, also then then it really started taking off. So you would say that was your aha moment? Would that be the, like the fact that you could grow outside your area, the long distance part? Well, that might be part of it, but the real true aha moment in, in for our life in this industry came when we went to a business training in Oklahoma with a, a mentor that asked us to come to his horse ranch out there, actually, and sit down at a training with you know just a, a few people. Like, for example, I think there was just like five or six other couples there, and what really got our attention was we had been building business by doing really kind of what you know what we'd seen other people do and things which was really out trying to just sell product and uh, he looked at me and he said do you want your checks to grow and we we said absolutely we want our checks to grow and he said then you have to quit talking a hundred percent about the product all the time you've got to start talking to people about a way that you can help change their life financially change their lifestyle, things like that. And I'll be honest with you, I was kind of upset at him at the time because I thought, (laughs) you know what, it's all about the product. And so we walked away from that training and and three months later went back and our checks hadn't grown and he said, okay, are you ready? And I said, yes. And so that was the aha moment when he really showed us how to talk to people about an opportunity, about how to change their life in more ways than just with product. That's what changed our life. That's what changed our business was when we started talking to people about the opportunity. And how did you get invited to that event in Oklahoma? Because it sounds like pretty cool. It was like you said it was at a ranch. Yes, and the way we got invited really was we had we had accomplished quite a bit really for just uh, no longer than we'd been involved. We had won a trip with the company, you know, to to Maui, and and uh, so we had kind of got on the radar, I guess you'd say. Uh, it was the, kind of out of the goodness of uh, his heart. Yeah. He was. We were actually even with that pay plan. That's a former company, mm. but he reached down and wanted to help us, and so we owe him a lot. And so that's one thing that we've always done is really tried to, you know, pay it forward with our group because he didn't have to invite us. He didn't have to help us. But our son and daughter-in-law, uh, Jared and Heather, went with us, and so. We made numerous trips driving across country because we were hungry to grow and learn more. And we drove everywhere to try to get training and just hear from any kind of a leader. So, you know, that's that was a big aha moment. I want to go back, JR. You said that you were in a box. You thought that you had to build in your local area and then you all of a sudden were able to go build long distance, right? How did you do it? How did you build on distance? Did you just drive all the time or did you just use the online webinars? How did you, number one, my question was, how did you connect with those people? And number two, how did you present to them? 
Right. Actually, with with that particular business we were with at the time, it was pretty much you had to be face to face with, with it. We, that company at the time didn't even have a website. <laughs> and so, so it was one of those things where we did have a company magazine. And uh, so basically what we would do, we would just call people up and ask them if we could come see them and show them what we were doing. And we would drive. We put a lot of miles, uh, you know, that first year or two, especially by just we had to drive and sit down with them personally. And, of course, once we got something started in the area, we'd go back and do group meetings. Uh, but, but in the beginning, it was, it was driving and going there because there was no, no such thing as webinars then. There was, there was no such thing as, as getting on the Internet and showing people because we just didn't have a website with the company. So it was pretty, you know, it was, it was pretty much uh, hands-on and hitting the road. And foolishly, we went places that we shouldn't have probably at the time. But, you know, and probably we quit our jobs too early, but we never have looked back and... JR drove one time to North Carolina, and we've driven to Florida from New Mexico and Texas with wow. just okay. a promise of, of someone saying yes. And we don't advocate that to our team now. Of course, we've learned a lot now, and we can teach. We do most of our business you know, on the phone and online now. We do a lot of in, in-person appointments too, but it's so much simpler now. So much simpler than it was 15 years ago. Well, I can remember driving to Florida to do to do meetings and appointments with that company in the early days and turning right around and driving from Florida all the way to to Portland, Oregon to do the same thing. Portland, Oregon. Yes. <laughs> okay, so for ML Nation because we have an international audience here. New Mexico to Florida is how many miles? Probably 2,000 miles? Yes. It's like 3,000 kilometers. And then like from Florida to Portland, Oregon is like the probably like in terms of a uh, the longest you know, longest distance you can travel in the U.S. What's, what's that, 4,000 miles? Exactly. Incredible. <laughs> we have a Honda Civic at that time. <laughs> so that's endorsement for Honda Civics. They can go a long time and they don't break down, right? That's right. <laughs> so what was the worst trip you ever went? That like You went there and it was a totally disaster and, like, it didn't work out. Like, or maybe the prospects. Did you ever have any no-shows? You travel, like, 1,000 miles and people don't show up? And probably the worst we ever had was – was uh, leaving New Mexico and going to Florida for one of those times. And we had just quit our and, jobs. And we had just quit our jobs. <laughs> and so we drove to Florida. We had a couple that had got involved, and they, they had a cousin that said he wanted to build a business. So we drove to Florida to meet with the cousin. When we got there, he said, I've decided not to do it now. <laughs> and so we, did, we actually did find someone, though, the next day. We said, you know, we're not going to make it a wasted trip. Uh, we're we're going to go meet some people. And we, and we found some people and actually got something started there. Which actually we went back and helped them later, but that was probably the worst trip and, and that we'd ever taken. Where we got there and they just said, "No, nah, we're not ready to do it now." So a lot of people would have quit like that, right? Like, I mean, some people complain. I pick up a couple of prospects; they're not at the house. So what made you stay in the business? Like, what made you say, "Hey, let's just go and find other prospects"? What was the what was the self talk that was going on? Well, I know for me, it was that I was, and I. I don't mean anything negative about teaching, but for me, I knew that I would do almost anything instead of go back to where I, the, the, the way I was before having to be so stressed out all the time teaching. And we've been through some other challenges too. Um, you know, we, we got into a company and, I don't know, we may even go into that right now. JR may tell you about that in six months. It was going great. We made about 60000 in six months. Our son was doing great. And then you want to tell what happened? <laughs> well, we were having a big meeting actually in Kansas City. It was interesting. And, and we had a meeting that night. We we're going to have another meeting the next morning. And we got a call from our son said, hey, uh, I need to come over to my room. This is about 1130 at night. And uh, he said, we just got a call and uh, the company's been shut down. And we were like, and, oh, my god! This gosh. is our second company. We've been doing the first one for nine years. Had a lot of success there, but we were kind of open. And so we were having a lot of success in the new company. And uh, when it shut its doors, it was like, uh, okay, we go back and, complete, and continue building our first company or do we go uh, look, at, look for something new? And, but it was one of those things that it was a time in our life that that would have been the time that most people would have quit if a company closed their doors on them. 
And uh, but we knew that the industry worked, and we knew we'd already had success with the first company, and was still getting paid well by that first company. But we knew that uh, we got a taste of a new a new business model, and we got a taste of uh, what it was like to be fresh and new. And so we we basically uh, started looking for a company, you know. And so that's how we found the company we're with now. We were looking for it. And someone didn't call us and say, hey, would you look at this company? We actually found the company and called and within a week was sitting in the president's office talking to him about it. But we had some criteria. If we were going to change companies and go, you know, another direction, we had, we had several criteria in place we were looking at. One, we wanted to make sure that the funding was actually there and that funding was never going to be an issue. And uh, so we wanted, that was one of our criteria. Another criteria that it had consumable products. We're, we're sold on the idea that consumable products that someone has an emotional attachment to is going to be very high retention rates and things like that. So we wanted that. And we wanted a company that was under three years old. And even though there's a lot of risk, looking, you know, going with a company that's a young company like that, we, we, we knew that if all the others was in place, great products, uh, unlimited funding pretty much, uh, and the right business model that, that we would look. And that's how we found this one. And we, uh, we, we've been totally blessed, uh, you know, when we, after finding this company. And we've been here uh, going on seven years, and we, we are just blessed, totally amazed. But we've worked hard, but what we've found is that there's a lot of different companies out there, and there's a lot of good companies and good products. I believe some of the best products are moved through this business model that we're all involved in, but we knew that we could, if we could create a system that made it simple for the average person, and our son is basically... I don't know if genius is the right word, but he's very gifted in um, leadership. And so, and we're, we're, by the way, enrolled, signed up, sponsored by our middle son, who's the number one income earner in our company. But um, our other two sons are under us in, in the binary. So it's been a, a great Burnett Work marketing business so far. <laughs> That's awesome. I guess one of the criteria you have to look for was that you could present without having to drive a thousand miles, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Something simple and duplicatable. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I want to go back to the Florida trip where you go there and the guy says he's not interested, but you ended up going there to find some other people, right? So what did you do? How did you find people? Did you know people there or you just went on the street or went to a, a restaurant, a bar and just started talking? What did you do to make well, that trip worthwhile? Yes, it was interesting. When we went to that uh, person's cousin's home where we were supposed to do a meeting, <clears throat> we, we thought, man, this is going to be a great meeting because there was about 15 cars uh, sitting out in the street and we walk in they're just having a family dinner. <laughs> and, uh, so, but and, anyway, and we weren't invited. <laughs> but, you went from like the VIP guest to the uninvited really quickly. That's right. That's right. So when we got in there, they actually—I mean—they did introduce us to some of the people there, you know. And they introduced us to one lady that uh, uh, owned a tanning salon on the beach out there in Florida. And we didn't talk to her. We didn't say anything to her or anything like that. But we at least had met her now. And so we know that, you know, it's much easier to go talk to someone that at least you have, it's an acquaintance or someone you've met. And so the next day, we actually just found her tanning salon and went and met with her. And uh, so that's how we found that person out there, uh, which made it at least not a completely a lost trip. Awesome. That's an awesome story because most people have quit and frustrated, but you just turned it around and turned a negative to a big positive. Absolutely. You know, what's one thing we've learned with this? I, you know, when we... When we decided, and, and I'll kind of say this too, when you know, when we we did the first company, even though we were full time at that company, that's all we were doing. I, I don't know if we completely considered ourselves network marketing professionals, but when that that little company that we joined for a short time that failed, once we found this one that we're with now, that's when we really knew that we were we were we were network marketing professionals and we were going to treat it as a professional and and so that's the whole thing i think you know when, when we go through different things and even though we were full-time i don't think we considered ourselves professionals at it and once we found this one we knew that's what we did and and i knew 
that there's no other business model out there in the world better than network marketing. Absolutely. And related to that, I want to talk a little bit about burn network marketing. Because I think <laughs> for most distributors, you know, often the most negative prospects are your family members, right? But And you've done something that's incredible that I think most leaders uh, or even most leaders who are parents or most leaders who are don't have kids yet, but have parents would dream of to have like a family business. Well, how cool is it to have three sons and three daughters or the top income earners, like a really family business to share a little bit how that happened. How did they all become open to it as opposed to being closed or doing, doing their own thing? Well, well, the, the thing was, you know, back in the, when we started in the first company, uh, uh, our, our son came to us obviously then. And so he sponsored us in that company. Now, when we found this company, uh, we left it the same way. We found it at the same time. We were actually sitting in his kitchen table one night looking for a company and found this. And uh, so we left it the same way it was in the beginning. He sponsored us into this one. And then our other two sons really didn't come on board yet right they, then. They, they got a membership they got but a, the, and they took product. But one of them had been highly successful in the wireless industry and even owned 12 to 13 wireless cell phone stores. And so he before had earned more income than any of us, well, just through the economy and having over 100 employees. And, you know, our income and, and our other son's income kept growing, and he saw our lifestyle change. Uh, he came on board. He said, okay, show me what y'all are doing. And then our youngest son and his wife, who's really a firecracker at this business, uh, they were the last ones to come on board. And he said, okay. And he was in the car sales business. And if you know anything about people who are car salesmen, it's either feast or famine every month. And finally, we got he and his wife to go to a meeting with us. And they were making a little bit of a check because of the you know, with a binary, we had built some things under them and they had sponsored a few people on product, but we got them to a meeting and they saw people like them and they said, okay, we are sick of the car business and she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and all of our daughter-in-laws are stay-at-home moms and they do this as a business also in various degrees and um, that's really when they came on board and I don't know. You know, sometimes I think, okay, what is it that's different about all of us? And, you know, number one, I just believe that we all have a very strong faith. And I think that's the number one thing. But other than that, we're all very teachable and coachable. JR was a coach. <clears throat> Our sons grew up as coaches' sons. And so, you know, they were pretty teachable. And, I don't know. We've gone to work to help them. What do you well, think? Well, and, and, and also, I mean, our sons have said this from stage because one of the best things that I can remember in this whole whole time we've been doing network marketing is to be able to watch all three of our sons as top people in the company on stage training at a national event. Uh, you know, all three of them separately on their own up there training, and that that was probably you know my proudest moment uh, as a dad was seeing our sons up there on stage training. But, you know, it's, it's just been a uh, – I, I just don't think that, that I can think of anything else that would be more satisfying or gratifying than, than having all your kids be successful at the same thing that you're doing and all wanting to do that. We yeah, just, it's an amazing story. Go ahead, Vicki. We have to be careful about not to talk about business too much <laughs> <laughs> at family gatherings. So we – but, you know, it always comes back to it because it's just part such a part of our life. It's so. such a unique story because, you know, every parent, you know, I have two young boys, and every every parent wants their kids to achieve more success than they did, right? And yes. in the same profession as well. And obviously, you two are very passionate about network marketing. And, I mean, just seeing your kids very successful will be happy, you know, will make you happy enough. But to see them in the same profession, that is just incredible, really incredible story. Yeah, and here's something else, Simon. We all got to go to Brazil two years ago together on a company trip, you know, all expense paid. And then in August, we're going to go this year, going to get to go to Paris all together. So, you know, that's something that is really special, too. 
we would never probably be able to do that in a normal, we would never do that on teacher salary. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, you've had so much experience in network marketing. Um, what's the one thing that excites you most about the profession now? Like, what's your vision of where this profession is going? I think that, that the thing that excites, excites me the most is the, the fact that, you know, the, the, the things that are so gratifying is helping other people change their lifestyles and see that and have them come up to you and, and, and you know, just tell them, you know, thank you so much for helping us and things like that, you know, to, to achieve their lifestyle that they're, that they're looking for. But, you know, it's changed our whole lifestyle, our whole family's lifestyle, but, but at the same time, the, the most gratifying is when you can help other people, you know, come up through the ranks and hit those ranks and earn those trips and earn those checks that change their lifestyle. I think that's the thing that's probably the most gratifying to me. We have a couple in Illinois, and they are salt of the earth people. And they, they farm and they have a uh, couple of other businesses. And They'd never done anything with network marketing, but they'd always looked for a product like we have. And so we're interested on that side only at first. And then they went to a meeting and saw that they could have a, a big business. And anyway, they've been very teachable, consistent. And they've in the last three, four, I don't know, five years, how long they've been in, involved They've paid off their house 14 years early. Wow. And so things like that are really what I think gets us excited and fired up about still talking to people with this. You know, when I was researching your background and your bio, I think the thing that impressed me the most about you two was that, you know, a lot of leaders talk about how much money they've made, how the top increments, how many millionaires they've created. But the one thing I really liked about you was that you actually tracked how many people you've made just a little bit income. Like you said, you know, several thousand distributors earn 3,000 to 10,000. And about 1,000 people earn 20,000 to six figures. And I think that's so important because if an MLM leaders who are MLM nation, if you're listening to this, you're a leader, Realize once if someone earns three thousand to ten thousand a year, they're never going to quit your business, right? Right, and doesn't mean they can they, doesn't mean they go full time, but they can use that extra three thousand or you know ten thousand a year. It's about nine hundred dollars a month. That yes. extra goes to the mortgage payment, and now you're you you know you don't need you don't have a de- you know a home loan anymore. It's huge, right. and I think that's the beauty of it. People can stay part. People think success is all about making millions. It's not. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom. Because this, I don't know if you agree with this. My definition of success is different for everyone, right? If you're a stay-at-home mom and you make fifty thousand a year, but you don't have, you can stay home with your kids all the time. To me, that's success. Huge, exactly. It's huge, right? So I think that's a target goal is for leaders, you know, ML Nation listeners, you know, focus on what Jr. and Vicky are focusing, right? They just want to get people to a certain income level. Doesn't mean they have to be making millions, but once you hit a certain income level, they're happy. They can make the extra, maybe th- ten grand a year, get them an extra two vacations, extra mortgage payments, and then they stay forever. And then they're loyal to you for life because you've helped, like Jr. said, he's helped change someone's life, made their life better. Exactly. Exactly. Do you two have a favorite success quote? And you can differ if you want. Uh, it doesn't need to be the same quote. A favorite success quote that has motivated you? You know, uh, I was thinking about that. And I went to, it was like a national convention one time. And I heard a lady speak. Who, and <laughs> I this is even on my email. And, it, and when JR and I were talking about this, he thought of the very same thing. And it's very simple, but it's it's kind of, I think us, successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And, you know, that can run the whole gamut of everything. <laughs> I love that. They're not willing to drive 2,000 miles to meet a prospect. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. then turn turn something, turn nothing into something. So. Right. Right, and then the turn around, drive back all the way, like four thousand miles to Portland, Portland, Oregon. Some it's people inc- call that crazy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, all successful people are crazy. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> you, know right. like- oh, you know, there's something else too that 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 I really love. It's it's kind of like a quote, but it's something that I love. Jim Rohn. I mean, I, I love. Uh, you know, he just if I'm if I'm getting down or something or uh, whatever, if I listen to Jim Rohn, I'm I'm fired up and ready to go again and. In one of his CDs, I, I heard him say something about uh, uh, don't. He said, "Never get emotionally attached 
to the outcome of what someone may or may not do. And that's helped me a lot and helped, helped uh, me in coaching a lot of other people. Uh, because if, if, if you can bring someone into this business and you don't get emotionally attached to what they may or may not do, then it's going to be a lot less stressful life. Because, you know, we all know if we bring someone in and we're all excited about them, we're excited about everyone. But, you know, sometimes you bring that one person in and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I found the one. And uh, then that person quits. And so that, then it's a real high and then it's a real low. And so that's something that really has helped me as far as uh, kind of a quote, you know, but at the same time, just something to kind of well, help, help people build this business by. And that kind of goes along with um, this mentor that we had that JR was talking about in Oklahoma that time that really turned us around from just product focus to looking at it as a business. And he said, you don't have to have any certain person to work with or join you. You just have to have someone to work with. And I think that really is huge, too, because like I said earlier, my sisters, uh, they may, one of them, they take product if I send them product, <laughs> but none of them have, and my mom, she takes product if I send it to her, and I do. But they do not understand our business. They don't want to look at our business. And so if we would have quit because our family, you know, other than our sons, didn't do it, then we would have given think, up a long time ago. Well, I think people need to understand about this industry. You know, our, a lot of our friends and family that don't get involved with our business, what, what we have to realize is, you know, those people, they may love us and they may, you know, care for us, but they're not paying our bills. They're not... They're not sending our kids to college. They're not doing all that. Our, it's our responsibility to do that. And, uh, and so what we've seen is, is that there's no other way that, that people can create the lifestyle they want and be able to have the income they want and be able to own their time uh, other than network marketing. Really good stuff. ML Nation, make sure you take notes there. No emotional attachment to the outcome. I think that's a golden nugget right there. Another great golden nugget is successful people do things that unsuccessful people don't want to do. And so someone actually asked me that, you know, but successful people, it's not fair because they like to do things like that. But I told them, hey, no, they don't. You know, Vicky and JR, they don't like to do all those type of things, right? Yeah. But they do them anyway. That's why they're successful. They hate doing them just like what everyone else don't like doing them, but they do them anyway. That's right. That's right. right. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Do you have any habits or routines? Well, the main thing, I think, is just being consistent. You know, in the early days, it's a little bit different today, but yet in some ways it's the same. We did something every day. We usually take Sundays off because we just like to have a day off in a way, but we did something every day. We, you may have heard the term DMO, uh, Daily Method of Operation, and one of our sons, Jeff, even came up with a, a, a form, and it has some things that you do that we can share with our new IBOs that you do every single day. And so for me, I have to have some positive input every day, whether I'm listening to Joel Osteen or Jim Rohn or something or reading something, you know, Eric Worre, Darren Hardy, I love them, but also... We are always thinking about talking to someone downline and then also talking to new people every day, doing something consistently. What is the best piece of advice you two got? I think it was the, what we kind of said a while ago about, you don't, for me, it was you don't have to have any certain person to work with because we couldn't get attached to that. And so, you know, that's... Yeah, and probably for me, it was the be the best piece of advice I think was when, again, that mentor you know explained to us, hey, you know, of course he called it like this. He said he said, you know, people that go out there just throwing up product all over everyone, people start running from people like that. And so uh, when when we learned how to talk to people about an opportunity and, and about how we can help them financially, that was the thing that that, that I see. So as we wrap up, a couple of last questions to pick your brain. What is your favorite, aside from the car, of course, your Honda Civic. What's, 
It's a great endorsement for Civics. They never break down. This is way before hybrids too, right? They have great gas mileage. It was like the best <laughs> gas mileage car you can get. Exactly. Now we're able to drive Lexus. They last a long time too. <laughs> um, what's your favorite prospecting tool that you use? So, for example, you meet someone, uh, whether it's just like online or someone local, and they're interested in the business. Do you you know, sit down with them, use a flip chart, a new company newsletter, or do you send them to a webinar or send them an online video link? What do you like to use? We're probably both going to say magazine. We have done every single thing that you mentioned, but the most success in uh, the first company we were with, and we didn't have one in the second, but this company that we're with right now, we've tried several different methods. We had a flip chart, we had a magazine, we've had a video, and hands down, we've ha- we have a magazine that we use, and I carry them with me all the time, and they actually have a flip chart within them and a catalog. But the biggest thing I think you can do with it is point to stories. There's people's actual pictures and all three of our sons and our picture is in it, of course. But it's something that we came up with as a team as the magazine. Our company didn't. We came up with it as a team. And we can we actually teach and train our team that anybody can go through the facts. And it's a five-point uh, presentation. That's what my son Jared or our son came up with about the company, the products, the business model, our system, and our timing. And if you can show someone, just talk two sentences about each one of those. And where people usually make a mistake is, you know, talking thirty minutes on the products, and people don't have thirty minutes. People are a microwave society. That's what we have now. And so we teach and train how to ask for an appointment. Or if it's just cold market, say, hey, I'd love to visit with you. Uh, you'd be, you know, you might be great at what I do or what what we say. We just uh, we're in here in New Mexico for the summer in a new area. And so we're out prospecting all the time. And so I get people's business cards and names and numbers. I do not give them mine. Because I don't want them to go and Google what I do before I have a chance to really tell them what I do. But I just say, hey, could I get your name and contact info? I'd love to give you a call. Uh, or we say, hey, we're launching a new company in the area. We're looking for some business contacts. Could I get your number and maybe we could visit? And I don't know if what we do would be for you or not. But I'd like to just maybe have a short conversation about that. And we're having amazing success with that. And it ties right into our system, which is show the plan, which can be a video or the magazine, share product and connect to a leader. So we show, share, connect. Do you want to say anything about that? Well, I would just say the magazine is designed to be able to sit down with someone and be able to ask them for 10 minutes of their time because you can hit the high points in about 10 minutes. Then you allow them, of course, to ask questions and things. But, but yeah, the magazine, the, the team magazine that's been developed is our by far our top tool. Do you have a favorite app or online resource like an Evernote or Dropbox that you could recommend to our listeners? You know, um, I, was, uh, I was thinking about, I use several. Um, we don't blast things like on Facebook. JR does contact people on Facebook just to get their contact info, but... There's a couple that I use every single week, and one is constant contact to email mass emails. We don't send out a ton, but you know, we, we, I always have a desire not to let anyone fall through the cracks. And then we use an easy texting system where we have people opt in to our text blast system, and that way I can... I send one group to leaders, you know, mid-range leaders and above, and we do special conference calls with them. We do a leader call once a week because we feel like iron sharpens iron and we want to really pour into our leaders. But then we also do a team call uh, once a week and we announce that, you know, on easy texting, on the email with constant contact. And it's more of a generic call. And then we do a product training call also because we want to hit all the different areas. 
And so those are probably my favorite. We do have a, a business page on Facebook. You can do a business page on Facebook, which I feel like is much better than blasting on your personal page about your company or your product. And so you can just go in and do that for free. And ours is JR, just the letter J, the letter R, the and sign, J-R-N, Vicki, V-I-C-K-I-E, Burnett, B-U-R-N-E-T-T, comma, G-P. G is in girl, P is in product. And then we also have a website called BurnettBiz.com, B-U-R-N-E-T-T-B-I-Z.com, BurnettBiz.com. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? The first, the first book we were ever really presented with or talked to about with leadership is still my favorite book. And it's by John Maxwell, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And we still teach and train out of that book. Do you yeah. have something? That, that one and one other, which actually is kind of coincidence, by John Maxwell also, Today Matters, uh, I think is a huge book because it really helps you, helps people focus on you know, what, what they do today and not putting off till next week or whatever, but what they do today matters. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, you can get amazing audiobooks for free at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So, JR and Vicky, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Absolutely. Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation – I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar, where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, Overcome the objections and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad, my kids, and also have the time to give back and produce these ML Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing. And you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So, so here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts They'll help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that helped me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close, because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal, and I used that six-figure close, and he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So I look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. 
Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your sons. You didn't know your daughter-in-laws. You knew no one. But you had, and each of you probably don't know each other, right? But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Great question. And the thing that we would do is, is basically uh, get involved. First of all, you have to get out the door, obviously. Get out the door. Get involved in community. Get involved in church. Get involved in what's important to you, uh, hobbies, whatever it may be that puts you out there in front of people. I mean, if it's playing golf or whatever it is, just get involved and get out to where you know you're you're meeting brand new people. That's what's going to give you that chance to develop those new relationships, because relationships is where this is really built. And so, you starting over brand new, you'd have to start some new relationships. So, just getting out there and meeting people. What about you, Vicky? Well, basically, kind of like I said, that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. We've only been up here occasionally. Uh, to we've had this house in the mountains for a couple of years, but we really haven't gotten uh, ingrained in the community. And this is about five hours from where we were living, and so. We know a few people here, but I'm going to yoga. Uh, I'm going to a ladies group. I, I, I'm talking to everyone, trying to be friendly and find out more about them everywhere I go. But I'm also getting names and numbers and starting a new list. As we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then can you just repeat the contact your contact info so people can connect with you? Okay, probably the best way is burnettbiz.com, B-U-R-N-E-T-T-B-I-Z.com. Or I do have an email, Vicki, V-I-C-K-I-E, at burnettbiz.com. And probably what I would say is that, you know, I heard our son say something Saturday on a call. None of us were created for mediocrity. We were all created for greatness. And I would just say, never give up and never quit. Exactly. And the only thing I would add to that is kind of like what we made a decision early on is that, that I tell people, if you want to be successful in this industry, just just make the decision that failure is not an option and stick to that. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with JR and Vicki Burnett. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in JR, JR, or Vicki, V I C K I E, at the search bar in the show notes. Vicki and JR's contact information and all the great wisdom they shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, JR and Vicki, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. You're welcome. You're welcome. Jaron and Vicky, MLM Nation, we're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks so much again. God bless you, too. Thank you so much. God bless. MLM Nation, that was such a cool couple. Wow. I mean, talk about inspiring. I think they had, like, the parent's dream, right? Like I said, every parent, if you have kids like myself, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons I love network marketing. I you know, it allows us to fulfill, number one, our potential that we're born with. And number two, it allows us to give more. And number three, most importantly, it allows us to be better parents, to create a legacy. And just to hear, you know, every parent wants their kids to be to have more success than they did. And if it's in the same profession, like network marketing, that's even really inspiring. And just to see, like, all three of the sons and the daughters, daughters-in-laws in the business, it's really incredible. And uh, we're working on getting the son. You know, this son is incredible. I think the last time I checked, he's earned over like almost seven, six and a half million in seven years in network marketing. So really, really inspiring. Such an awesome couple. And the stories, I mean, I think I want to point out a couple of things. Okay. Number one, success is not overnight. And every time, most of the time, you see someone achieve success really quickly, they either had invested Years and years of uh, working hard and not making a big until all of a sudden, once boom, it happens. And for Jay and Vicky, when I, you know, I don't know if you paid attention when I introduced them. Yeah, they earned over four point four million in network marketing, but they earned their six figure income earners. But they really made it big in the last three years, where they earned over two point two million in three years. 
right? They're almost hitting the seven-figure mark, but it took them like 15 years to get there. Now, now before the last three years, they were earning six figures, but then they really make it big. And that's what you know, exponential growth is. And sometimes you see people who make it really quickly. They probably invested years of their life in the network and helping others. So when they join network marketing, that trust the relationships are there because this is a relationship business. And I love that story about how they help people. And I think that's, you know, set a goal. If you get people to earn 3000 to 10000 a year, they will never quit. They'll be loyal to you, right? Especially most, you know, here's the reality. Most distributors don't make any money. So you get people to making some money, they'll stay loyal to you forever. And JR and Vicky, the reason they're where they are, they have thousand people earning three to 10000 a year. And they're almost 1,000 people earning 20 to six figures a year. And if people are making that income, they'll never leave. And especially if you help them, they have that loyalty. They'll give you that loyalty. A couple other big aha moments to pay attention to is number one, you know, the top of the driving, I just couldn't believe it. They drive like 2,000 miles, which is like almost 3,000 kilometers just for a meeting, and then drive another 4,000 miles to do that. That is just about, I think, commitment. I think this one is, uh, we had Nam Do uh, in the previous episode that he was doing that. You know, he had just shared, you know, do what's hard so your life is easy, right? If you do what's easy, your life is hard. And JR and Vicky is a great example. You know, they do they do things that other people are not willing to do. And even that horrible meeting in Florida where they went in there and the person is not interested. They didn't. They turned a negative into a positive. They actually met some people, connected, and then the spa owner, and then that actually creates something out of nothing. So having that emotional detachment, that's another thing that JR talked about. Don't worry about the outcome. Or don't worry about it. I think if you can to take your emotional attachment away from what's going to happen, Everyone will be successful. So the next time someone says no, the next time a downline says no to you, they don't show up for trainings, they quit. Hey, move on. Find you know, move on. Who's next? All right. And a couple other things is that you, you need to have a be coachable. Then one thing that Jr. and Vicky they were very very coachable at the beginning. They're willing to listen, not say oh this is my way. I'm that's not me. I'm not that type of personality. I don't like that. And actually, kind of Jr. experienced some of that. Short term, where he was still talking about products, and he realized, hey, I need to be, I need to listen, I need to be coachable, listen to what that guy in Oklahoma said. So, the uh, last thing is about consistency, the DMO, right? What's DMO? Daily method of operations. What is your daily method of operations? What is your DMO? When do you prospect? When do you follow up? When do you do self development? Create a routine, because and put in the calendar. That's what I like to do. If you, because if you don't schedule it, hey, we know life gets in the way, and there's always distractions, and things just don't happen. So. Well, what an awesome episode. You know, just uh, go to the show notes page, mlnation.net, type in JR and Vicky, contact them, say thank them, thank them, because it's a very inspiring story. You can check them out. And if you like this, make sure you leave a review on iTunes. Okay, they're really helpful. Um, I read every one of them. So please leave a review on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. They also make sure the phone, the episodes get downloaded to your phone automatically. And again, the last thing, the last thing I want to share is the biggest compliment you can give. I mean, a lot of you have been emailing and messaging me on Facebook um, about how much you love MLM Nation. Just share with others. That's the best compliment you're giving, right? MLM is about giving. Share with others. You're not just your downlines, your uplines, your crosslines. And we're all in the same profession. There's over 90 million of us. Let's stay strong, help everyone out. And that's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing, so I can positive impact as many lives as possible. So if I've helped you, you can help me in my purpose. Just share this with other people. All right, so that's it for MLM Nation. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.